Hey, everyone. This is Ryan, your host of the Business of Intelligence podcast. I'm back with our second episode of the Monday Morning Practitioner, a new segment from the Business of Intelligence. In just a few short minutes each week, I do my best to quickly deconstruct and analyze lessons from various experiences I've encountered over the last 20 years as an intelligence practitioner to include the wins, most definitely the losses, and I guess a little bit in between. The ultimate goal, to see if we can use these learnings to improve even 1% each week as risk intelligence practitioners, programs, and leaders. So don't expect any long-form interviews during this segment. There's no real fluff or extra stuff. Just what I hope will be information that you can take away and use right now. Now, last week, I talked about the importance of planning and preparing for customer turnover, which turned out to be a nice segue for this week's topic, dealing with challenging customers. Dealing with difficult customers can at best be disheartening, and at the opposite end of the spectrum, it can be damaging, actually, to the function's reputation depending on how you handle it. When it comes to dealing with difficult customers, I do think the key is to try to identify the root cause or the issue behind why there's a difficulty, and then try to come up with some solutions that can address those root causes. Now, prior to this episode, I spent quite a bit of time thinking about some of the most difficult encounters I've had over the years, and I've concluded that a lot of these issues boil down to almost one thing, and it's usually around issues with communication. I know that's not always the case, but there usually seems to be some sort of nexus with communication. So that's always a starting point in my mind in terms of how to fix things or address things. I've also come to realize over the years that servicing a customer is a two-way street. And if you really start to dig in and see where the issue lies, you might just determine that the issue actually stems from your end and not the customer's. So that's something I always try to keep in mind as well. You know, am I that, am I actually the problem and not the customer? Am I the one being difficult? Which, you know, maybe can sometimes be the case. So with that as the backdrop, here are just a few brief examples of difficulties that I've encountered over the years that, that you might as well. So number one, you make assumptions about what your customer wants. Now, I will admit to everyone, there's been multiple instances where I've been so excited to work with a certain person, so excited to work on a specific issue, where I just acted like a bull in a china shop. I just got to work immediately or had my team get to work immediately without really understanding the customer's specific needs, expectations, or preferences. Another difficulty When the customer has unrealistic expectations and you don't do a good job of managing those expectations. Now, this can include realistic timelines for service delivery, expectations around what's actually being delivered or what you can deliver, what the outcome might be, and what they're hoping for. Three, when the customer works with you and wants your service, but is skeptical of what you can provide. I know that can be a little frustrating. You think of yourself as a subject matter expert. Maybe no one else within the organization can do what you do, but you're being questioned. So that can always be a little bit fun. And then finally, when a customer just wants you to provide support or confirmation for their opinion on something, and almost as if the intelligence function is being used as some sort of mouthpiece to confirm a particular opinion or point of view or you know outcome, if you will, that can be really challenging as well. So Those are a few difficulties. What are some of the solutions that I've found to be effective over the years? So I'll go ahead and tick these off in no particular order, but I actually want to start with what I think is the big picture. And the big picture to me is I always try to build profiles of our customers. 
So think about it like this. If you are someone who works in protective intelligence and you're dealing with persons of interest, you often build profiles of those POIs, you know, certain characteristics about them, which vary, you know, across the board, but you're trying to build a picture and have an understanding of what that POI, who that person is, what they can do, what they're capable of. It's almost the same thing here with the customers. You want to try to better understand who they are as a customer, how they like to receive information, what do they like, what do they don't like. And then you can take that information and use it to your advantage and hopefully sort of cut off any difficulties before they begin. Now, the second thing that comes to mind is probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've received over the years from a senior leader uh, within my organization. And that's the idea of you have to meet people where they are. Now, over the years, you know, I've gained a little bit of confidence in, in what I do and, and how to do things. And I definitely, I feel like I want to do things a certain way. You know, I feel pretty strongly about that in some cases. I think some would call that last part a little bit of stubbornness. I like to think of it as me just being passionate about what I do and really believe in doing things certain ways. But all joking aside, what she was trying to tell me by saying this was, I really just need to empathize with the customer, show a little bit of understanding, acknowledge what they're feeling, and specifically acknowledge if they're frustrated with something. Listen a little bit more actively, pay attention to what their concerns are, and just make sure that that customer expresses themselves fully. So then myself as a practitioner, our team can take all that on board and adjust accordingly. And speaking of adjusting, what oftentimes happen is you may just have to alter your practices a little bit and how you sort of go about things. So just because you do things a certain way and that's the way that you've always done them, that doesn't mean that's always going to work. There is no one size fits all. And if you go all the way back to episode one of the business of intelligence, we talk quite a bit about the importance of tailoring everything that you do to the customer's needs, whether it's format or timetable, et cetera. So that has been a very valuable lesson learned for me over the years. Another sort of lesson or fix, if you will, I've also learned that in instances where I'm so excited about the work, don't just dive right in, take a breath, slow down a little bit, and more importantly, start a dialogue with the customer to make sure that we meet their intent. That can go a really long way. Related to that is setting realistic expectations up front. I know that can be really difficult at times, especially if you're dealing perhaps with somebody who's a lot more senior than you. But it's really important to set those expectations up front to be clear about what can be done and maybe more importantly, sometimes what can't be done, along with providing a timeline if applicable. Another fix or another lesson learned, the standard for all of us should be to build diverse teams. We know how important having a diverse team is these days, and there's numerous reasons and benefits as to why. I think there's a lot of applicability in this case as well. And specifically what I'm talking about or, or why I'm mentioning this is sometimes you work with a difficult customer and you just need to tag in a teammate. You know, maybe you just don't have a connection with that customer. There's just that rapport is not there. They're not getting you. You don't get them, but your teammate does. And I've seen this play out personally a number of times over the years where I just couldn't have this connection with the customer. But for whatever reason, they seem to really connect with one of my teammates. So that's when I had to be self-aware, take a step back and say, you got this. I'm going to get out of the picture because... I feel like if I'm in the picture, this is not going to work as well as it could. 
Another fix is devoting more time to getting to know your customer on a personal level. I think it's a great idea to just get out of the office every now and again, have lunch, a cup of coffee, whatever it is. That can go a long way in establishing trust and facilitating a better relationship. I think that also increases the likelihood that you're going to understand the customer's specific needs and expectations and preferences. And at the end of the day, they are looking for credible experts, credible analysis, credible voices, and investing some of that time personally, maybe out of the office, it can help start speed up that process of you being viewed as credible. And then no matter what, and I'll just close with this, remember to just be professional If you're having difficulties with somebody, with a customer, don't take it personally. It's not personal. I know that can be hard to do sometimes, but you don't want to do anything to diminish your credibility because as the saying goes, your credibility is the currency of trust. And then of course, losing trust is just an absolute killer in our field and within our roles. So let me recap really quickly for you in terms of some of those lessons learned or fixes that have sort of absorbed over the years or, or, or learned myself. Number one, start building customer profiles so you can get a jump on understanding what the customer likes, what they need, and how they like or don't like receiving intelligence. Number two, even if you have confidence in your methods, consider meeting people where they are. Try to put yourself in their shoes, take the time to actively listen, and be prepared to alter how you do things a bit. Make it tailored. Number three, don't just dive into the work without first having a dialogue with the customer to tailor to their specific needs to ensure you manage expectations right up front, to understand delivery and decision timelines, and to gain feedback. Number four, devote more time to getting to know your customer on a personal level. That can go a really long way in building that credibility that we know is so important to us and put you in a better position to understand who they are and what they want. And last, but certainly not least, never lose your cool. Stay professional and don't take it personal if you're having difficulties with the customer. And never do anything that could damage your reputation or diminish your credibility. So that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for choosing to spend your time with us. We really appreciate it. If you like what you just heard, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And you can also give us a follow on LinkedIn on the Business of Intelligence LinkedIn page. More importantly, please, please, please spread the word by telling a friend or a colleague. And let us know if you have anything to contribute. We'll attribute it to you, or if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine as well. But we simply want to hear from you and the valuable lessons that you've learned so we can spread those far and wide. Until next time, thanks again, and have a great week, everyone. 